You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to the 39th and the last edition of this season's Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line for one last time this season by Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? <laughs> yeah, doing well, thanks. Obviously, couple of weeks since uh, since we've actually had some football now but still uh, yeah plenty going on in the uh, in the western league I know we strung this one out a little bit. I mean, we had quite a lot to talk about at the beginning of May because, of course, we had the Les Phillips Cup final, which is mm. um, a showpiece game that we always love to to talk about on the podcast. And um, there are other few bits and pieces as well going on, which of course we're going to talk about. And then we had convention, which I'm very pleased to say that I survived despite the best efforts of Radstock Town Football. <laughs> And um, and then, of course, it, most recently, we have had the announcement from the FA about the new uh, league structure um, for the coming season, the 2019-2020 season. So really, um, we've been holding out um, for, for, to sort of bring the listeners this feast of um, footballing discussion, which will close our, our campaign. But I think, speaking on behalf of both you and I, I think it would be fair to say that we, uh, we, we need to take our summer on the beach along with the rest of the players, don't we? I think so. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah dragged on a little bit, but it's yeah it's 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 always nice to nice to see the end of one season, but obviously uh, another one just around the corner. Absolutely right. And of course, the weird and wonderful thing is that we should say that the uh, arrangements for the national league system that um, that came out on the nineteenth of uh, of May, of course, are provisional. So if we were feeling really keen, we could keep on doing this every week until tablets <laughs> of stone have come down from the mount. But we really won't be doing that, listeners, because um, I would pack it in. <laughs> and so would probably Tom. You and me uh, both, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Right. So in that case, let's talk about a bit of football. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And um, we're going to talk about the Les Phillips Cup final. I really enjoyed covering it again with Ray Johnson, the manager of Hallam. We did a we did a match commentary from the game. I thoroughly enjoyed my time and the hospitality of Sherbourne. We'll come to that in a minute. But we kick off with a with a, a representative fixture. Now I I do love these um these these games. It was a tour station representative side. Um, I think I'm right in saying made up of um, first division um and players, and they took on um, a Gloucestershire County side, Tom. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, 50th uh, anniversary of the Markliff Gloucestershire County League. So, uh, yeah, they put a side together, and as you say, there was a, uh, a Western League side made up of uh, mem- members of uh, mainly the First Division. Five members uh, of uh, Canesham's uh, league winning side uh, were involved, uh, and it took place at Stonehouse Town uh, FC. And uh, yeah, the Tall and Western League side. Uh, prevailed by four goals to one so good afternoon for them Welton Rovers uh, Nick Beaverstock was in charge and uh, yeah a pretty good afternoon uh, Adam Wright obviously we know from uh, his uh, goal scoring exploits this season for Cheddar uh, he scored uh, twice in the first half and there was also goals from Douglas Camillo of uh, Bishops Lydiard and then one of Canesham's uh, uh, members uh, Tom Knighton uh, added a further goal in the final 15 minutes uh, to complete the victory so yeah good afternoon uh, I'm sure was had there well, of course, that was how we kicked off May. And only two days after that, we had, of course, the Les Phillips Cup final on um, Bank Holiday uh, Monday. That game, as I mentioned earlier, was played at, at, at Raleigh Grove, the um, the home of um, uh, Sherbourne Town. And um, it was a clash of the titans, wasn't it, Tom? It was the irresistible force meets the immovable object. It was Will and Rovers, our Premier Division champions, against Plymouth Parkway, of course, the team that ran them so close in our Premier Division title race. 
Yeah, indeed. And it was, uh, yeah, Plymouth Parkway who, uh, yeah, prevailed. Um, obviously, Willand uh, pushing for the momentous League Cup double. Not many sides managed to, to achieve that. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was Plymouth who, who came out of the victory. A 2-1 win uh, and two goals in the first half, uh, proving to be enough for them. Adam Carter and Mike Williams uh, both had really good seasons in front of goal. Uh, and they continued that in in the final. Uh, and yeah, Willand uh, falling falling a little short, uh, but obviously they'll be happy with well, over the moon with how their season uh, uh, went. Not ending on the uh, the, the perfect uh, perfect stage. Uh, Brett Warby scoring in the second half for them, but they fell just short. Uh, but yeah, Plymouth Partway two one victors, and uh, yeah, the fourth side fourth time uh, those two sides met uh, in in the season. I think we can yeah. Uh, probably say they were the, the, the top two sides that we, we saw in action this year. Well, certainly the performance that I witnessed on the day would suggest that. I mean, it was an incredibly high standard of football. It was a fantastic advertisement um, for the Tool Station Western League. Always a lovely showcase occasion. Um, but um, we were treated to, uh, to two very different styles of, uh, of football on the day. I mean, Will, Will and huffed and puffed, uh, but they couldn't blow the Plymouth Parkway house down in the end, in the final analysis. So Parkway go home with some um, some silverware to show for their first season in the Premier Division. And of course, Willand have got the ultimate prize, promotion into the Southern League to show for their efforts. But um, a, a beautiful day in Dorset, a uh, wonderful occasion um, uh, for everybody, uh, for everybody who was there. So yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. Now, of course, one of the features that we 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 cover regularly over the course of the season is our hot shots. We do love a goal scorer, and um, Tom, you can now bring the listeners the definitive list, <laughs> can't you, of all of the uh, the league's hot um, hot shots. I try my best. Yeah, it's always um, always slightly um, contentious. Some of the some of the numbers. Uh, floating around, but these are the the final numbers that, as I have them and as I've seen them, uh, published in a few places. And uh, yeah, uh, so in the Premier Division, uh, it was joint leading scorer in in league games. Uh, we had Ben Bamant of uh, Bitten, uh, of twenty, who scored twenty eight, and Jack Taylor of Bridgewater. He led the way for most of the season. Uh, he also got twenty eight goals. So those two sit top of the top of the tree in the uh, in the Premier Division. Luke Mortimer of Willand, uh, obviously helping them to to their promotion, their title win. He got 26 goals. Uh, and there was also 23 from Callum Demkiv and uh, four other players who reached over 20. I'll just give them a name shout, name check, sorry. Uh, Will Hailston, Matt Huxley, Tyson Pollard and Jason Vincent. So fantastic seasons for them in the Premier Division. Uh, going down in the First Division, it was a, it was a two-horse race and uh, two cheddar front men uh, chasing the, uh, the crown. And it was Adam Wright who finished on top. He scored 30 uh, league goals. Uh, Adam Jones, notching 29 so obviously those two deadly in uh, in Cheddar's uh, fantastic season uh, Toby Cole of Wincanter managed to get 22 uh, there was 21 for Callum Townsend of Ashton Backwell United and then Sam Gregory uh, of Radstock also reaching 20 so uh, yeah brilliant seasons for those those three players as well uh, and then in all competitions so this is obviously including all the cups and and whatnot uh, it was Ben Bamant of Bitten uh, who got 39 uh, goals we believe in the end uh, to finish top of uh, top of the uh, top of the top of the pops, as we say, uh, we've got Luke Mortimer of Willand on 37, uh, Jack Taylor of Bridgewater on 33. Obviously, a lot of the same names: uh, Adam Wright of Cheddar 32, Adam Jones of Cheddar 31, uh, Demkiv of uh, Westbury got 31. And there was also 30 for Matt Huxley. So those are the uh, I think that was seven players who reached uh, 30 30 goal mark this season. 
Outstanding effort. And of course, special credit should go there to Ben Bamman, who is our league's golden boot winner um, mm. this season. Now, um, those are the goal scoring awards. But of course, there were a number of other awards that occurred at this season's convention down in Plymouth, which I which I attended um, at least in body, if not necessarily in mind, mm-hmm. um, uh, this year. On uh, And that, of course, was held between the 10th and the 12th of May. And it was a fantastic occasion. It always is. Great to see so many people from across um, the Tool Station Western League family. But, of course, it's a wonderful opportunity to celebrate um, those clubs and those people in our league who don't necessarily win the big trophies that we've just been talking about. Uh, so in particular, we will kick off with um, a, a particular recognition for the winner of this season's photograph of the year, and it is John Newport. He is, of course, very closely associated with Radstock Town. He is a previous winner of this competition, so he has some pedigree when it comes to taking excellent pictures at football matches. Don't take my word for it, listeners. The, uh, the, the award was judged by last season's winner, Debbie Gould. So congratulations, um, goes to John and if you're interested in seeing all of the photographs who uh, who that have been submitted for this year's award please take a look at the Western League website you will see um, on the on the home page if you scroll down that there is a link to all of the entries that were submitted um, for this season's um, for this season's award and of course there is our gallery section as well where a lot of pictures are taken by lots of different people across uh, lots of the games every single um, every single weekend um, so anyway, our congratulations to John Newport there. And he was actually presented with that award at the Les Phillips Cup final. And he was presented by the league's president, Brian Beer. But moving on to the awards that were made at the convention uh, this year, and we'll kick off with the uh, the Hospitality Award. And um, in the first division, the winners are Warminster Town. I can certainly speak from my own personal experience. You get an incredibly warm welcome at Warminster, and we do talk about them a lot on the podcast, exceptionally well-run club and do a lot of great work on social media as well. So congratulations to them. And in the Premier Division, as if they didn't need to win another award, it is our league winners, of course, Will and Rovers there. We'll be sorely missed by the, the Western League, but we will wave them a fond farewell as they go on to better things in the Southern League. But they were our hospitality award winners in the Premier Division. Now, uh, an award that's a particular interest um, for those of us who, um, I think particularly for groundhoppers, actually, because we do mm. love a match day programme. The match Match day programme isn't dead, is it, Tom? I think that no. that's something that fans do enjoy um, taking as a memento. I certainly do anyway. My bedroom is full of them still from years and years of, of going to games and while on. So, yeah, it's definitely something I keep an eye on. Yeah, it's a great memento, particularly if you're going to a club for the first time, isn't mm, it? Too, absolutely. Uh, to- to get that. Anyway, the, the, the winner of the Best Programme Award in the First Division was Chard Town. Now, I've got a feeling that you and I will be talking a little bit about Chard uh, later on uh, mm-hmm. in this edition of the podcast. But um, um, anyway, congratulations to them um, for, that, for that achievement. And in the Premier Division, Buckland Athletic as well. They picked up the, uh, the Best Programme Award in the Premier Division. Now then, um, moving on to the Most Sporting Team Award... In the first division, that was won by, well, a side that um, had a difficult season, but clearly went about their business in a particularly honourable way, and that was Portishead Town. So congratulations um, to them. And uh, in the Premier Division, Cup Specialists, they had um, an up-and-down season a little bit, um, um, but certainly some, some really good run, runs, uh, not least in the, uh, in the Les Phillips Cup in the end. The Premier Division winners for the Most Sporting Team Award were Cabri Heath. So congratulations um, to them. And um, 
Um, we've got uh, we've got our respect awards as well, which follow on from um, the most sporting team in many respects, because um, the respect captain award, and we should say that these awards are sponsored by Ref Support. Um, the respect captain of the year goes to Robbie Cox, the captain of Portishead Town. The respect manager goes to Nathan Truckle, of course, a regular on the on the podcast. He is the manager of Wells City. And the respect club uh, in the Western League this season is Bishops Lydiard. So congratulations um, to all of them. Now, uh, there were various other presentations, of course, made at the... the um, at the uh, convention um, covering the top goal scorers, which you've just heard Tom talk through on this edition of the podcast. And, of course, the Les Phillips Cup, the first division winners and runners-up, and, of course, those in the Premier Division as well. Now, we've talked them to death, um, but we, uh, we, 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 we really should give mention to the managers of the season. That's also a presentation that was made um, at, the, uh, at the convention. And the manager of the first division, uh, this season is John Allen, the uh, the manager of Canesham Town. Of course, they secured promotion and the title as well. And um, uh, it was an outstanding effort put in there by um, Canesham, pushed all the way by Cheddar, but they fell just at the, the final hurdle and uh, Canesham ploughed on. So consistency, as we talk about on the podcast every every week, is the key to great performance in the first division. And I think that was embodied by John Allen's Canesham Town. And in the Premier Division, we couldn't really look anywhere else than Russell G the promotion championship winning manager of Will and Rovers, who very nearly took his side to Wembley as well um, in the FA Vars. Uh, so an outstanding uh, season for Will and Rovers, an outstanding season for their manager, Russell G, who has been there or thereabouts uh, in the Western League for some time and very much a, a deserved award there. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. With over 300 branches, there's always a Tool Station near you. But, uh, of course, one of the reasons we're bringing you this podcast today is that um, on uh, on Sunday, the 19th of May, the Football Association released um, the lineups for the uh, for the 2019-2020 season. And, um, uh, well, we, we've, we've seen some interesting additions and omissions, haven't we, in both in both uh, in both of our leagues? Tom, do you want to take us through the, uh, the points of note in the Premier Division? Yeah, sure. It's probably more more movement than I expected, but then yeah, it was. It's always always good to catch up on news like this. So yeah, in the Premier Division, we've got 16 teams remaining, uh, and there's four uh, movements. Obviously, uh, we've got Willand who've uh, uh, been promoted to the the Southern Premier League. Uh, we've got Chipping Sodbury who've moved over to the Hellenic uh, Premier Division, uh, and Shortwood obviously uh, relegated, and they've also moved across to the Hellenic uh, the First Division. Uh, so and obviously um, also uh, Hengrove were, were obviously relegated. So we've got four new teams. Uh, we've got Canesham joining from the uh, the first division, obviously as champions. Uh, Street have uh, come down from the the Southern League following a few uh, issues off the field for them. And then we've also got a couple of sides uh, jumping over from the Southwest Peninsula League, which obviously is a uh, an interesting uh, debate to be had. And, and that's Exmouth Town and Tavistock, and they will be joining the Premier Division next season. Yeah, certainly Chipping Sodbury were the one we didn't see coming, were they? Yeah. I mean, they'd had a, a good season in the Premier Division. I mean, they'd finished mid-table, but, um, I mean, they held Plymouth Parkway 
uh, on the final day, of course, which um, which could have been which could have been crucial. So um, they've certainly been a competitive side in our uh, in our first divi- in our Premier Division, and uh, you can only imagine that they'll that you know that, that well there'll be a there'll, there'll be a competitive addition um, to to their to their new home now. Yeah, I mean, moving across to staying in step five is obviously obviously important for them. I'm not 100% sure of the reasons for the move. I assume it's all um, all to do with making the numbers up and what have you. But yeah, I think there will be a bit of a loss to the the league. I think they did come on, as you say, last season and and it was always a, a tough place to go. Now, what do we um, what do we know about our first division? And I know we've we've spent the last couple of weeks, haven't we, waiting with bated breath to see whether or not um, um, Cheddar would defy the odds and overcome the points per game um, barrier. But um, it didn't look like they did that, did it? In the end, no, I think they fell just a little bit short. So uh, it's uh, similar to the the Premier Division. We've still got sixteen teams uh, remaining in that division, and then four changes. Uh, so obviously, uh, so we've got telephones. Uh, they obviously received. Uh, a reprieve, which is uh, yeah, well, fortunate for them. Uh, Chippenham Park, obviously, no longer, no longer uh, um, running, so they've uh, left the league. Uh, Hengrove uh, have joined from the Premier Division. And we've got Almondsbury rejoining uh, from the Hellenic League. Uh, we've also got a new team in Lebeck uh, United. I hope I pronounced pronounced that correctly. Uh, they were promoted from the Gloucester Counties League, uh, and uh, yeah, and obviously Chard, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, now uh, expected to, I think they're in the uh, move down to step seven uh, in the Somerset Counties League, and I think the the reason given was to do with their uh, the ground grading and the failure to to achieve the uh, the required uh, yeah ground grading. So uh, no longer have Chard, who were obviously a, a fantastic team last season in the first division. Yeah, indeed, Tom. I mean, a lot of I know a lot of fans were sorry to see Chard go, and um, of course they've been members of the league for some time. But I think this issue to do with ground grading has been a it's been a sword of Damocles that's been hanging over them for some time. And um, it would appear that the FA's restructuring programme, this programme that's going to be going on, well, certainly started last season, it's going to be carrying on next season and the season after, has um, has finally adjudicated on uh, on them as, as, of course, the FA are now looking to move uh, a number of clubs around. So um, um, hopefully they will get the opportunity to address their facilities and, and hopefully uh, they'll provide a, a strong club to come back through the uh, through the county league that step seven league back into the uh, into the western league yeah i think it's obviously as, as i said almondsbury uh, obviously was a sideways move but they've rejoined so it'd be yeah it'd be as you say good to see Chard do do likewise and uh, yeah come back up if if possible and yeah I think it is a sad time to to lose them. <clears throat> I look forward to our first opportunity to speak to um, Almondsbury manager next season because of course they were laterally moved last season when they didn't finish in a position of relegation <laughs> or promotion they've been laterally moved this season um, and it just you know you do wonder don't you really sort of how that um, how that impacts a club I mean we try and highlight the plight of the the volunteers that make our clubs what they are but when you're a manager trying to put together a or a player trying to make the time from work uh, or family commitments to, to, to fulfil the fixtures or a fan who wants to go and watch the games. Actually, completely changing the geographical territory within which you're doing that is it's quite a significant <laughs> impediment. To have it done twice in as many seasons um, probably feels a little galling, but let's just hope. Yeah. Let's just hope they stay with us next time, the, the FA roll the dice. Um <laughs> And I think that's probably where we'll leave this edition of the podcast. I know a lot of the fallout 
from the announcements uh, on the 19th has been, um, uh, you know, uh, not only about the, the, how we feel about the clubs that have joined and uh, the ones that we have lost, but also uh, what this means for promotion and relegation next season. Now, of course, it, it's not it's not as simple as that because we know that um, that the FA are restructuring and and that restructuring is quite dramatic. So in step five, the level at which we our Premier Division plays, we have got in the 2019-2020 season we will have 14 divisions of 20 sides. In step six, we will have 20 divisions. Across step six, of course, that's the level at which the um, uh, first division plays at. And, and they will be, um, uh, I mean, our division, uh, our first division has 20 sides, but they could be as low as 14, depending on how many sides are available. The key really is that the, after the season, uh, after the 2019-2020 season, promotion and relegation could easily be shaped by what the FA are looking to do in terms of restructuring the pyramid. And what we do know from the FA's announcements, and these documents have been sent to, obviously, the Western League and also the clubs that um, that make up the Western League, that at step five, the, the 14 divisions nationally we have today, there will be 16. So um, that's two brand new divisions. Now, one can only assume that that means that those new divisions will need new teams playing in them, which mm. hopefully will mean greater opportunities for sides finishing outside the top, um, uh, outside of top place. Now, of course, that would be of, it's not much consolation to Cheddar because that means they've got to go and do it all over again next season. But, um, you know, that's the nature, that's the nature of the beast. That would at least augur well. Um, at step six, um, there is going to be a reduction from the 20 divisions that we will have at the start of next season to 17 divisions. Now, those, of course, will be initially at least made up of 18 to 20 teams dependent um, upon the league and the promotion conditions um, from step seven. So the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. It mm -hmm. might be that there are greater opportunities for promotion from step six, but it does look like that radical overhaul um, will mean at least nationally that, um, that a greater number of clubs could be vulnerable to, to being relegated. Now, how that pans out in our region, in the southwest of England, only time, will say, uh, only time will tell. Certainly the information from the Football Association at this stage and the proceedings isn't um, as clear as that. And, of course, what we should have said about the new league lineups that Tom just took us through um, a few moments ago is that they're provisional, dependent on, on um, um, appeals. Now, quite whether any appeals will be successful it is well it remains to be seen let's put it like that but um, um, it's certainly a very uncertain time which is not particularly pleasant um, for any football fan what we can be slightly more certain about is that, that the FA's guidance has been slightly more forthcoming when it comes to step five so I can read a statement that says that in the 2019-2020 season step five will be required to promote more clubs than usual and for one year, less will be relegated from step four to step five to lessen the impact. Um, so that's 24 mandatory promotions from steps five to four, with potential for seven further promotions via playoffs with the bottom clubs at step four. So it's um, certainly in our Premier Division, there is an awful lot to be playing for. Um, but of course... I'm very keen on talking about the law of unintended consequence. And whilst we might be seeing more clubs going from step five into step four, which may or may not be a good thing, if you're playing at step five, I'm not entirely sure we know 
where that's going to leave us. And um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if in the grand scheme of things we still are lumbered in some way, shape or form with the points per game criteria that we've seen in recent seasons governing promotion um, in, in both divisions, it would be fair to say. But um, I hope that provides a little bit of information. Anyway, I mean, all, all of the information that we provided in this edition of the podcast is, of course, publicly available. Um, so the listeners can do a bit of um, digging if they want. And it has been sent to the club. So if you're interested in finding out more, then your club secretary wouldn't be a bad place to start. Um, but um, yes, well, we, that's that's an awful lot of administration and homework we've had to do in the final <laughs> episode of the podcast. Um, we talked about the football at the beginning, but we, we, we did. didn't really get much of a chance to talk about it at the end. But that, that's the nature of the beast. Tom, thank you very much for your time um, this season and also for the huge amount of effort that you put into the bulletin. There's a huge amount of information every week there, not just about the results, but of course the league tables and the goal scorers as well. So um, on behalf of the Western League family, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you um, for everything you do, not just for the league, but of course for me and the podcast as well. That's no, a pleasure as always. And yeah, really well, enjoy doing it. And uh, yeah, it's obviously uh, keeps keeps me uh, keeps me involved and, and yeah, keeps me up to date myself. So uh, yeah, it's good fun. Uh, roll on next season. Well, not quite just yet. I think we'll need a little bit of a break. So uh, whilst Tom and I go and have ours, on behalf of us here at the Tool Station Western League podcast, I hope you've had a very enjoyable season and we look forward to you hearing from us next season.